0: This episode of Irem Today is brought to you by Complete Payroll Solutions, your local resource for HR, benefits, payroll, and compliance solutions. Call 866-658-8800 or visit them online at completepayrollsolutions.com. The following program has been paid for by Greater Rhode Island Chapter 88 of the Institute of Real Estate Management. It is for entertainment and basic informational purposes only and is solely responsible for its content. It does not reflect the views of Cumulus Media, WPRV, its management, or staff. This is Irem Today, the property management show with Dina Cimarelli and Chrissy Denalian on AM790 WPRV. Join them now for this live call-in show to discuss property management issues and hear from guests from all trades and programs discussing your real estate needs. Now, here's Dina and Chrissy.
1: All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Irem Today, the property management show here on AM790. Today is Tuesday, May 29th. And the sun shining. The sun is shining
0: again. See, we wished and we hoped last week that it just popped back out. And it did. It did. What a wonderful ride in, except for all the traffic. Oh, yeah. That
1: was horrendous. <laughs> I don't know what was wonderful. That was absolutely oh. awful. It's nice
0: weather. I mean, I'd rather that than snow and yeah. tripping in here, making it by the last, the skin of my teeth over here, I, the last minute. Yeah. <laughs> so I
1: was watching the news this morning with uh, Michelle Muscatello and she said, I don't know what it is, but the last like three Tuesdays have all been horrible. She's like, and today it was sunny. I'm you like, know. that's because
0: we wished for right. it. We wished for it. We wished and prayed and. Hoped. Now we finally have nice weather. Awesome! How Even was your weekend? This, this weekend was so weird with the <laughs> right. weather. It was like so hot one day. I went so from cold 90 f-
1: 90 degrees literally <laughs> right. in a pool to right. freezing by a bonfire in under tents, raining to right. like blah weather. So gross. But
0: it was great. <laughs> did <laughs> yeah. you have a good weekend? Had Any a great parties? Weekend. I I took off Friday, so I was bebopping oh, around. Oh look at you! Place. Four had days had an off. Extra long weekend. How did so that? that how nice. did the,
1: uh, apartment uh, the property deal without you
0: the property was great did it fall I, apart I have a great in shambles. I have a great team behind me oh, so uh, they were able to
2: Or two now she's an ARM
0: yes oh oh, oh yeah uh-huh. well, hey, I guess so no. the yeah. ARM of the year there, there you go ARM of the year congratulations
2: again <laughs> oh, oh. never be able to I'm never to let Dina. this one down oh boy be amazing
1: right. my sunshine just got cloudy the room's yeah. getting a little smaller <laughs> <laughs> so as you can hear in the background we have our honorary co-host back with us for another successful Just Jack show welcome Jack Benz thank you and then thank we you. also have a very special guest in studio with us today Congressman David Cicilline welcome to iRoom today thank you it's great to be here you yeah, welcome and you are is Stuck in traffic too. Yes, was. but he yeah. was on time. He was on time. Oh yeah! Oh no, my God! I said, David
2: Cicilline <laughs> going to be on time. Great,
1: great, <laughs> <laughs> super. So wow. Do you have a track record of being a little tardy? Every now yeah. and then. or just making a grand entrance? <laughs> no, no, every a little now and then. Tardy. <laughs> I try to be on time, but it's, he does no. a good job. I think he gets double booked. Yeah, yeah. I think that's what I happened. I think that's his his appearances. Problem. Right? He's in such demand. Hey, that's not a bad problem.
3: Absolutely.
2: <laughs> so, anyway. once,
1: so, once again, I am Dina Cimarelli here in the studio, live with you every Tuesday with my fabulous co-host, Chrissy Danilian. Hello. Hello. And in case you're tuning in for the first time, Irem Today is your live local radio show here every Tuesday from 4 to 5 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Now, we know that there's a lot of these great programs here on this station.
2: We're not Cyndi- one
1: of them. So, well, we're not syndicated. we great, Jack. So we're not Jack, syndicated. Don't want syndicated. Jack, you
0: want to be an honorary caller yeah, okay. or not? Oh my, Boy, I'm telling oh you, I'm getting in trouble god, already, huh? Oh my god.
2: Oh god. Huh? Can, you, can you imagine <laughs> that? Not
0: great. Oh my god. So, the yeah, Jack. Oh. Thank you. <laughs> since we're not syndicated, <laughs> what does that mean to our listeners? That means that you can call us here if you have any questions about us being great or not being so great. Of course, so, so great. So great. That's Jack. a song. So great. <laughs> you so can great. give us a call here in the studio at 401-437-5000 or 888 Four five zero seven nine zero.
1: And in case you were tuning in for the first time and you're wondering what IRM is or what IRM stands for, IRM stands for the Institute of Real Estate Management, the most professional group in the entire world for managing real estate. Do you know we're worldwide? I do know that. worldwide. We're in thirteen different countries. It's pretty impressive. Ours is the not best. Everyone has a radio show. Nobody no. has a radio oh. show. We are the oh. only <laughs> chapter only that has a radio and I know show. It's a great radio yeah. show. See that? No Thank what Jack you.
0: Says. Yeah. Right. <laughs> uh, see that? Thanks, David. Jack.
2: Congressman did his prep. Yeah, guess (laughs) so. Absolutely.
0: I think he might be the honorary. Thanks to you. (laughs) (laughs) So, locally, we are the Greater Rhode Island Chapter. And another thing you might be wondering is what do we do? Well, the Greater Rhode Island Chapter was established in 1977. We are an international force of over 20,000 individuals united to advance the profession of real estate management. Through training, professional development, and collaboration, IRM supports our members and others in the industry through every stage of their career. Uh, So if you are looking to get into the real estate business and looking to get into property management specifically, we do actually offer two designations for you to get uh, individually, one being the ARM, which what is the ARM?
1: Chrissy, what is the ARM? Why don't you tell me what the ARM is? The
0: ARM is an accredited residential manager. They're all busting me up over here. about Well, (laughs) I mean, you've got
1: the ARM of the Year award. I don't know how you fit through the door when you came on the show today. I don't know how all of us are (laughs) fitting in this little
0: room with my big head over here. Uh, And then our second designation that we we offer through IRM is the CPM. Jack.
2: CPM. Tell
0: me all about it.
2: Certified Property Manager. It's like having a Brown University degree (laughs) in property management.
0: Look at that. Now, Jack, you are a CPM. I am
2: a CPM. Have you ever
1: been CPM of the Year? Yes, are you, are you sure? And I have a have
2: lifetime. Award? Yes, I have lifetime a lifetime achievement. achievement award. Oh, that also. I
1: know. Yes, I yes, didn't know just, if you got CPM award. Yeah, he's just yeah. big
0: time in Iram. He's king yeah. of Iram. I
2: don't know
1: about that.
0: <laughs> king of <laughs> Iram. I've made a new title. I'm so. an old
2: timer.
1: King. So, Chrissy, if somebody wanted to uh, obtain their ARM or CPM, mm-hmm. Iram offers a great scholarship fund. They do. They we, do.
0: We actually offer, uh, if you wanted to, go right on our website, iramri.org, and you could apply right for our scholarship if it's something that you were interested in getting or achieving. Uh, there's a cost that is, that's associated with most things, but with this, you can get 75% off of the course cost. Say it again. Course cost. You did it. You can, you're just going to go right under events and education. You can scroll down to scholarships. And once you're in there, uh, basically what you would need to do is just, uh, Put in the application, uh, a personal statement, your resume, and a letter of support from the local I.R.M. chapter president or designated officer. Uh, We do have plenty of money in the scholarship fund, so they yes, we want to give it away. They're always pushing to give it away. Christy, wait, how was your event? Speaking of giving away money, scholarships, money. (laughs) Yes, we had our first uh, I.R.M. Young Professionals uh, meeting last last Wednesday. Last Wednesday, right? Yep, and it was at Battlegrounds, and we had laser tag, and it was so much fun. I've never played laser tag before. I was. I was covered in sweat. Well, yeah, <laughs> they, it is. That, it actually felt, <laughs> yeah. it was so bad. It was so like, but it was so much fun. We had a great time. And uh, there were a couple of people there That were new to the industry that were looking to get kind of their foot in the door with Irem and with in in property management so it was a wonderful event and we do have plenty of other events that are coming up in the next couple of weeks and if you wanted any information about the events I know that we're (coughs) going to cover some of that later in the show but you can uh, give Karen Cuddle who is our association executive a call and her phone number is 401-479-7734 Sounds good. we have a lot of stuff to cover. Listen, I
1: think we have a few minutes before. We have one minute. I lied. I just got the one (laughs) from our wonderful producer. So we do have one minute. I know you have a lot of great questions. You cannot ask anything right now because we will go over. Okay. Well, just a short one. All right. Short one. How short?
2: At the top of the list is... From the congressman's standpoint, how long have you been a congressman? This is real briefly, so uh, I should mean, it. Fourth term, so eight years. Fourth term. Wow, Well, time flies when you're having time fun, does huh? Fly. <laughs> so I mean, that's good. That's good, and your this will be your. What term? Uh, I'm running be. for my fifth term. Run for your I've fifth term. This is
3: my f- finishing up my. fifth After term. four comes
0: yeah. five, right? After four comes Look five. Look at I
1: that! Eight years, years to ten <laughs> years. That's <laughs> how it works. <laughs> 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 did you get that uh, <laughs> education at IREM? <laughs> I, did. I did. And, uh, did. That's why you become no, an IREM. I, a- I a- did. IREM of the year. Exactly. And I
2: think the congressman has been doing the people's work in Washington. I've heard him a number of a- times on the radio and TV. A- he was with the speaker. Uh, Nancy, all right, not Nancy. What's what's no, the speaker? Pelosi. Pelosi, uh, Pelosi. Former speaker, I, the former Democratic speaker. leader. Democratic leader. Excuse me. See, I still got her up there as a speaker, uh, and did she a great job of that. that. She, <laughs> she, she You did a great job with that, Thanks. Congressman. Absolutely. So
0: we're we're going to have more with Jack. Okay. Yes. We're more have more with Congressman yes. Cicilline. Yeah. And more
2: with David, uh, Congressman Cicilline. Yeah, get, excuse me. Yeah. yeah wow. Getting a little personal there. <laughs> He's got a lot of. <laughs> we got a lot of things to cover. All
1: right. Lots to talk about. We are going to take a quick re- break right now, but you're listening to IREM today, the Property Management Show, and we will be right back after this.
2: Now back to IREM today, the Property Management Show with your hosts Dina Semirelli and Chrissy Denalian on AM 790, your station for talk and
1: business.
0: Okay, it's 417 here on i Today, the Property Management Show. I'm Chris Danielian, along with my fabulous Prima Dina co-host, Dina Cimarelli. We're live here in the studio every Tuesday from 4 to 5 p.m. So before we left for the break, we were talking with the famous Jack Vance, Famous. I-Room famous Jack Vance, right? Yes, thank I think. you. I think. Yes. King yes. King Jack Vance, yes. Uh, well. And Congressman David Cicilline. <laughs> and I know that Jack is chomping at the bit over here. He has a whole list of questions that he is just ready ready to fire off
2: congressman
3: <laughs> Mr. <Ben.
2: laughs> yes sir uh I like I'm obviously I, I i've <laughs> gone through a, a list of items that i'd like to talk to you about and one of them to start with is is the president i mean some of the things he's been saying lately are kind of the tweets he's saying i think are kind of off the wall i mean it's kind of disruptive I don't, that's his style but from the standpoint of all your uh, colleagues in in the in Washington, in the House and the Senate, what's your basic opinion, kind of, he is the president, I understand that, and we have to be somewhat respectable of that, uh, respectful of that, but I mean, what is your take on how things have gone since he's become president?
3: Well, I mean, I, I look, uh the president was elected and, uh, you know, he spoke about, I think, important issues in the campaign and about, you know, and a commitment to get certain things done. I think he has engaged in uh, conduct, which has really undermined the important institutions in our democracy, a free press, the court system, the rule of law. I think. Uh, He has done everything he can to diminish and undermine the very serious investigation that's underway. I think he's encouraged a a lot of division in the country. And, you know, what I think we need our president to do is to bring people together to Mm -hmm. solve problems. And, you know, there's been a lot of inconsistencies between what the president says he's going to do and what he actually does. He spoke about you know, reducing the cost of prescription drugs, and yet he reduced, re- puts forth a plan that will not do that, in fact, will benefit the big pharmaceutical companies. He talked about putting forth an infrastructure bill to rebuild our crumbling infrastructure, uh, but he puts forth a, an idea that doesn't do that and never really puts forth mm-hmm. a piece of legislation. Uh, he's, you know, I, so I think, you know, we have to distinguish between what he says he's gonna do and what he actually has done, but I, I have, you know, been a strong critic of this president in terms of the way that he has conducted himself, the, the divisions that he has helped to generate, the undermining of important institutions in our democracy. So I'm trying as best I can to hold the administration accountable for their conduct and for what they're not getting done for the American people. You know, with all this chaos and confusion and crisis every week, what people, what's being missed is the work that's not being done for the American people. You know, we have an agenda that very much is focused on raising family incomes, reducing the costs in people's lives from everything from childcare to health care to prescription drugs, and then making sure that folks are prepared for jobs in the 21st century. This is a really bold economic agenda that <clears throat> addresses what people are really concerned about. People are tired of watching all this commotion and chaos and confusion. They want the, the government to get things done that will improve their lives. I don't think the president has been successful in leading that effort. Well, you and
2: I always talk about bipartisanship. Mm-hmm. And Your colleagues on the other side of the aisle, relative to what do they think? I mean, he's a Republican and the Democrats. How do we get these two to mesh somehow? It doesn't seem to me, anyway, that on the other side of the aisle, there's not enough pushback that would cause him to rethink how he should react, act. And react. Yeah, I don't I mean, see any. I don't see that happening.
3: No, you know, to me, it's actually one of the most surprising and disappointing thing. I've had a close working relationship with many of my Republican colleagues, uh, but since the election of President Trump, what I've witnessed is a complete abandonment by these colleagues to hold the president accountable, to speak up and conduct proper oversight, and it's as if they are now not only not saying anything to hold him accountable. But they're actually facilitating some of this. So it's been very disappointing. I mean, I was I expected that they would continue to you know do their job and hold this administration accountable. Uh, and one of the reasons I think you're seeing less and less bipartisanship is, you know, the Republicans control the House, the Senate, and the White House. The president's been made it very clear he has no interest in working with Democrats. And frankly, they don't need to. They have the votes in the House and the Senate and the White House. And so they're trying to get stuff done uh, without really engaging with Democrats. The problem is, there's a civil war going on within the Republican Party between the Freedom Caucus and the regular Republicans. And so, as a result, they're not able to reach consensus, even within their own caucus. And as a consequence, a lot of things aren't getting done. What I hope the president would do, and the Republicans in the House is work with Democrats. We can, you know, we have a good infrastructure bill. We can work together in a bipartisan way to do it. We have a great piece of legislation to help improve the Affordable Care Act. We can do that. We have a, a wonderful pieces of legislation to make college more affordable. We can do that. Like, if there were a willingness to work together, we could solve many of these but problems. But isn't that
2: because of the mood in the country? Because depending on how the country is divided, if you look at the blue states and the red states, it doesn't appear to me that there's any uh, collaboration between the people outside all right and and the people on one side and the people on the other side it looks like there's a there's a broad division there's a wedge being driven driven in between everybody yeah democrats I mean, republicans i think there's no know, qu- people are afraid from your standpoint a congressman you're up for re-election this year so in rhode island uh, from the democratic side, the state is mostly democratic, but other people in this other people that are up for reelection congressmen senators it's it 's a different world for them because they're because they their constituents, some of them might be happy, some of them might not be happy yeah. with what 's going on so that that 's a big divide
3: no, I agree. I mean, I think there 's no question that the divisions in the country are reflected in Congress. I mean, I think there's no question about that. But you know we've always had you know people who felt very passionately on both sides of an issue. I think what's different today is, you know, I've always understood that you know when you try to craft legislation, you try to reach compromise. You never get everything you want. Correct. In fact, you never get everything you want in life, whether it's in a marriage, in a friendship, in a work relationship. You learn how to make principles compromise so that you make progress toward. A goal, and you never get everything you want. But we unfortunately have seen a number of people come to Congress, and and their sort of view is if I don't get everything my way, then I'm not doing anything. My way or the highway? That's no way to govern. And so, you know, the Tea Party is probably the worst example of that, where they basically try to sabotage stuff if they don't get what they want, and they don't understand, like, Life is about co- principled compromise. You can't keep a marriage intact. You can't keep a friendship intact. You make compromises every day. It has to be principled. You should never give up your core values, but you never get everything you want in a legislative process. I agree. In and the I think meantime, we need to elect people who who understand. In the meantime, that. let me get you some of your opinions. Yes.
2: Gun violence.
3: Uh, I am, uh, as you know, I, I mean, worked on. Ridiculous. I, I mean, this is ridiculous. I mean, this is stupid. On, uh, common-sense gun safety legislation when I was in the state legislature. I was a founding member of Mayors Against Illegal Guns with Mayor Bloomberg and Mayor Menino, and I've worked on uh, legislation since I've been in Washington. I introduced the assault weapons ban. I introduced the ban to ban bump stocks. Uh, I co-sponsored legislation to improve the background check system to prevent people on the terror watch list from being able to buy guns. The truth is, we will not make progress on any of these issues and change the gun laws in this country until we change Congress. We have dozens of bills that are pending in the House right now that will significantly reduce gun violence in this country and our Republican colleagues have been unwilling to bring a single one of those bills to the floor because they are bought and sold by the NRA who dictate to them what gun policy should be in this country and the influence that they, the money that they spend, the influence they have has paralyzed the Republicans the American people, ninety-five percent of the American people support universal background checks. It's not controversial anywhere in America except in the Republican Caucus. But why?
2: I mean, if you look at uh, if it looks like a, people look at it as a slippery slope. If you get but that's one, the, you know, the NRA. That's, is, the, that's argument. the argument. That's the argument. And you the know, the sick, slippery slope right. that if you start one, then which is nonsense. Then it goes so down, look, we have down, down, the ability
3: down. to impose reasonable restrictions uh, and make it more difficult for dangerous people to have access to firearms we have a gun epidemic in this country when children can't go to school because they're worried about their personal safety and they're terrified of whether they can actually study i mean think about this Kid, when i was in school we did fire drills that was yeah. the big trauma yeah. <laughs> now they do yep. active shooter drills my nieces yes. are in middle school and they're doing
0: active shooter drills think my of the trauma oh, my grandkid yes, in cranston I mean, last
2: week was and um, my granddaughter right. refused to go to school right. And by there the was way, a lot, yeah, there was yeah. like a lot yeah.
3: lower attendance. And by done. the way, that's I mean this sure. idea, you know, you hear from the from the opponents of common sense gun safety legislation, oh, you can't pass a law that's going to eliminate every every instance of gun violence. That's true but we can pass a set of laws that will substantially reduce gun violence in this country. And the fact that we can't eliminate it all doesn't mean we shouldn't do anything about it. And I think the young people in Parkland are gonna put the pressure on the adults to do their job and keep them safe. And I think in this midterm election, that's gonna be a big focus in a lot of these races. uh,
2: From my perspective, just my perspective, if Sandy Hook didn't get anybody I know. Off well, their butts. And, yeah. do th- and 20 some odd people got shot. I don't know how many. Babies, years. children. Babies. I mean, I can't believe yeah. that nothing was done then I know. to do what has to be done. I mean, if you remember, we understand. did
3: a sit in on the House floor. John Lewis, I know. Mm-hmm. Catherine I know. Clark, and I organized it mm-hmm. because we were so frustrated. You know, every time there's a mass shooting, we have a moment of silence. And we sit for one minute, we say nothing, and then we do nothing. And we just became so exasperated, we thought we cannot continue to just do nothing. But it's only gonna change when we change the people we send to Congress. Nobody should vote for anyone who's not committed to common sense gun safety. Uh, that's that
2: gonna be an interesting that's gonna be an interesting set of rules and regulations that you're gonna to have to pass because I like I said, Sandy Hook was my bellwether. Oh, no, I know. The Florida school thing was another issue, yeah. but, but that's kinda of dying down now really. I mean, the fathers well, and mothers. Well, he goes through this exact and, same pattern.
3: We have a horrible incident. Yeah. Right. We offer thoughts and prayers. They say it's too early to talk about legislation. Yeah. We have to wait, and then right. they wait until everyone forgets, then, and they want to the
2: Then it goes in the sunset. But let, let's the get, to sub- sub- let's yes. get to another subject. Let's get to another subject. The president and the Korean issue. We
1: have one minute. All right. We, we have. <laughs> this could Jean go on forever, stop, huh? but the Korean
2: issue is, a, is another serious issue. Uh, I, I think it's even more, with all due respect, more serious than the gun issue. All right. We have a nuclear threat hanging over our heads, over the world's heads, with Kim Jong-un and his group. Uh, I don't know if the President is handling this right. I'm not in your particular position. You probably know more about it than I do. But I think that, from the standpoint of survival, is an extremely important issue.
3: I agree. This is a great yeah. teaser to make sure our listeners tuned yeah. yeah. back in. <laughs> there because you go. I, I, it's a very, Stay very, tuned. very important issue. Stay, <laughs> tuned. <laughs> Stay tuned.
1: All right. So we'll be back? We'll be back, All I right. Guess. So we'll you're listening back. to Irem Today, the property management show, and we will be right back after this. Now back to Iram Today, the property management show with your hosts, Dina
2: Semirelli and Chrissy Denalian on AM790, your station for talk and business.
0: All right, it is 4.33 here on Iron Today, the property management show. I'm Christine Alien, along with my fabulous co-host, Dina Cimarelli. We're live here in the studio every Tuesday from 4 to 5 p.m. So before we left...
2: Before we left, we started the discussion, the dialogue about China, uh, Korea, and China, Korea, Syria. I mean, I think all those things combined because what's been happening in Korea is something that really affects the United States vis-a-vis Hawaii vis-a-vis the west coast and from Kim Jong un the fabulous leader of the of Korea i mean he indicates that he has enough uh, missiles to saturate the west coast and possibly into the hotland uh, of the united states so and the president has been on a mission to denuclearize the entire uh asian sea uh, asian area and it's just what is your opinion? And if you know something that we don't know that you can talk about, uh, Well, I mean, you I think, think we're going to go with it. I yeah. know it's premature, but...
3: No, no, yeah. I, I think, you know, you've, you've identified this correctly. North Korea is a very serious challenge for the United States and for the West. We have to in, ensure that they don't have uh, the ability to deliver a nuclear weapon to the United States or to any of our allies. And there's not an easy answer here. I think all the military experts will tell you there is not a military solution. Uh, you can't surgically strike the no. uh, military installations, and even if you could, the North Koreans could begin a conventional attack on South, South Korea. Korea. Some estimates are that within the first hours, they could kill a million people, and we have uh, many, many American Easy. troops in South Korea. So there's really no military uh, response here, and it re- does require a diplomatic effort. I mean, the challenge is the North Koreans see the, ability to have and deliver nuclear weapons as a way to ensure the, the survival of the regime. This is a brutal dictator mm-hmm. who is has one Killed single most important priority, preservation. This is a mm-hmm. family that has been brutally um, keeping power and killing their own people, gross human rights violations, killing some of his own family members. So. They see having nuclear. They look around. They saw what happened to Saddam Hussein, what happened to Muammar Gaddafi, and they think, what are the things they didn't have? Nuclear weapons. Right. So they see this as essential to their mm-hmm. survival. the The challenge also is that the Chinese are don't want a nuclear conflict, obviously, but they also right are very door. fearful right of right a unified door. Korean Peninsula, where aligned with the United States. So what they don't want is the North Korean regime to fall, South Korea take take. Over the North Korean uh, territory, and then have a unified Korean Peninsula siding with the United States right on their border. Well, conversely, so, they chi- they
2: have, conversely they have t- North Korea has about 25 million people, give or take a few, all right. So I- if it did happen, then they would be have refugees, millions of of uh, refugees, refugees right. falling into so, them because right, right across the border. So
3: so China, you know, is in this position where they don't want Kim Jong Un to do anything really aggressive that's going to cause a conflict. But they also want enough tension between the North and the South to keep the status quo because they don't want a unified Korean peninsula. So there, you have to calibrate this the right way, and it's becoming more and more difficult. So I think, look, I think the president's behavior in this area is very unconventional, um, but our only hope is for diplomatic resolution. Now, interestingly, when every other president prior to President Trump refused to meet with the Korean dictator, both... Kim Jong-un's father, his grandfather, because that elevates. This is a brutal dictate to have a face-to-face meeting with the United States president, president raises, his raises his profile. Absolutely, uh, raises his status. But uh, President Trump, as as he does, he said, oh, breakthrough, I've gotten them to agree to meet with me, which, of course, was not the case. They were happy to meet any with any president. But put that aside for a moment. Uh, this requires a lot of preparation, a lot of kind of development of a real strategy. Um, and, you know, it, it's... There's p- huge potential for mistake here. So I hope the president is successful. I think it would obviously be tremendous if we could denuclearize the Korean Peninsula. But you have to do a lot of preparation. You have to understand the history of the peninsula. You have to understand the motivations for the North Koreans. And I'm a little bit concerned because we haven't seen a lot of evidence that this is a president who studies a lot, who plans a lot, who relies on experts. Flies who know by the, the seat region. of his pants most of the time. Right, which is this is too dangerous in here to do is, that. This is, this is something so that's important. So we'll see. We have to sort of hope for the best. But this is this is potentially very problematic. If if it's successful, I'll be the first one to praise him.
2: Well, oh, I hope so. I hope yeah. so. Tariffs is another thing, uh, which I'm in the development business. I'm in the management business, and it's another thing where the president goes off uh, half cocked and says. Uh, we're going to put tariffs on all your stuff coming in, and then he says, "Well, maybe tomorrow we won't do that. Uh, China, we, we'll talk to you, uh, or our European allies, well, we'll talk to you." So I mean, this yeah. gives some uncertainty to the markets. It gives some some uncertainty to our allies, uh, the Europeans, all right, even China. I mean, th- there's something there that kind of playing by the seat of your pants. Yeah, know, I mean, I think this of, is
3: another great example. Look. The Chinese uh, are engaged in, in in a lot of trade-related behavior that we should be responding to. They're manipulating their currency. They are stealing our intellectual property, and we have a huge trade deficit with them. Correct. So the president is right to try to, you know, respond to that. The problem is, rather than going through the normal process of convening your council of economic advisors, your trade representatives, and really understanding the implications of proposals and making sure they're tailored to respond to the actual problem and don't impact our our allies and have negative consequences for American businesses. I mean, I've heard from many, many constituent businesses about the adverse impact of these proposed tariffs. So this is another one, as you said, where the president's sort of flying by the seat of his pants, trying to look tough with, with China without actually thinking about, okay, how do we do this in a way that actually punishes the Chinese? but doesn't harm our allies and our other trading partners and doesn't harm American business. And I'm afraid he didn't go through that process. Then he backtracked a little. Now today he announces that he's going forward with them. So it's creating a lot of uncertainty in the marketplace. I I didn't hear that today. That's that's amazing. Yeah, Yeah. and uh, a lot of uncertainty in the marketplace and may in fact begin a pretty serious trade war which is not beneficial to anyone.
2: I'm very simple and I look at it this way. You tell me you're at the epicenter. Here's the president sitting there. Does anybody, other than him, make a decision on any of these consequential issues between the Koreans, between the trade wars, uh, between the tax cuts? Between yeah. does
3: anybody? I, I think what we're seeing, unfortunately, is the president has been replacing and firing the people who are best known for challenging him. And so I think what what is very dangerous is the president is surrounding himself with lots of folks who are sort of suggesting to him Mr. President you know you should follow your instincts nobody's smarter than you you should just do what you follow your gut that's not what you need in an administration you need really smart people around you frankly smarter than you are to to give you their best advice and to challenge you and uh, to challenge your thinking and i think the president has shown a real uh, uh, unwillingness to sort of have around him people that might disagree or criticize his thinking and instead wants people around him that are sort of cheering him on and, and suggesting that somehow he can magically just, you know, think of the right answer and just go, go with it. I think that's really problematic. We're seeing it in the foreign policy. We're seeing it in domestic policy. You know, he has, he's the president of the United States. He has the ability to bring the smartest, best minds on any subject into the administration. But he has to listen to them. And he has to listen to them. God, you can
2: bring no, you right. You
3: can bring in you're right
2: anybody that's uh, like you said. I, w- I want somebody smarter than me Absolutely. working for me, me because too. I ain't that bright. So I need people that are helping me out here and make you, some decisions. Well, so we can, would disagree uh, with that, but, but I get I your point. <laughs> I mean, uh, I mean that that's that's the way to go, especially yeah. in the peop- uh, person like him in that particular position. Yeah, no I quiz. mean, there's, there's no way, shape or form he should just be. His and own ideas I th- I because that's not right. I think we've seen a lot right. of
3: evidence that the president's sort of sole measure of the value of people is how much they praise him and how flattering they are to him. It's a very dangerous practice.
2: Maybe another one, defense spending. Yeah. He was the guy that wanted $50 billion more. I mean, who, where are these numbers coming from? Right. I mean, is it coming from the Defense Department? Is it coming from his Secretary of Defense? Is it coming from John Bolton? Yeah. Is it John Bolton? Yes, yeah. we got Mike. it. I had Michael Bolton down on my <laughs> list, and hey, he but crossed. McKee but was it? McKee, corrected. It was John, it? John could sing Joe, <laughs> But I mean, <laughs> so Jack, we
1: do have about two and a half minutes left. So, okay. your last wish list question for Congressman Cicilline, my what would it be? My
2: favorite one, yes, is our business that we're in, HUD funding. Uh, we had an increase in HUD funding in this last go around with the bu- with the budget, and lo and behold, I. No, there's probably 10 sites in the state of Rhode Island, I believe, that haven't received funding yet for the month of May. Where is the money going? I know I think it goes out of Fort Wayne, Texas, all right? And I mean it's just unbelievable that these sites have not been funded. Where where is the money going? And how do we Go about getting the funding we need. Yeah. Because we're we're going to be eating into our, we're going to be eating into our. Uh, excuse me. We're going
3: to be eating into our.
2: Sorry, Jack. Take reserves. your call. We'll wait. Right.
1: <laughs> no problem.
2: You, we're going to be eating into our funding.
3: Yeah. No, you're right. There was a, you know, there was a bipartisan omnibus uh, that provided lots of good additional investments in environmental issues, and child care issues, in healthcare, veterans. Um, but a big increase in the the HUD programs. There was a $2 billion increase in Section 8. There was a $300 million increase in the Community Development Block Grant Program and a $400 million increase in the Home Investment Partnership, just to name a few. Uh, there was also $800 million increase in public housing capital fund, which is really important, as you know. Mm-hmm. So I think there's a lot of good investments here. I can find out from you like what what's the delay in terms of the appropriated money. Right. But uh, this budget, I think, reflects a really good bipartisan approach to investing in the things that we know are necessary to build strong communities in terms of health care and housing and education, increase in Pell Grants, uh, increase in our veterans care there's a definite shortage of affordable housing no question in this about state it. a alone. huge problem in our state
2: massachusetts uh passed a bill for a billion seven we passed a bill for five for 50 million i know there's a slight yeah you're absolutely right. And difference. we just started
3: doing that you know we didn't right. do that Two for years ago. for many many you know for all of 30 or 40 years we've just started so yeah, we have our lot state agency
2: is on. not uh, is not supported by the state government it's right. it's a quasi right. uh, governmental agency but it's not no, no we, we, we
3: need to significantly increase the production of housing in our state, no question about it.
1: Are you pointing at me? Mm-hmm. Do you want me to tell them that we'll be back? Yeah. All right. As congressman, are you staying for the last six or seven minutes? Are you going? Um, if you I, staying? If like me to. I yeah. Jack, yes, you're still here, right? You're just not sure. All right, just yep, making sure. Minutes, okay, yep. we have another couple minutes when we come back. Uh, you're listening to IRM Today, the Property Management Show, and we will be right back after this. Now back to Iram
2: Today, the Property Management Show with your hosts, Dina Semarelli and Chrissy Denalian on AM790, your station for talk and business.
0: All right. It is 4.48 here on Iram Today, the Property Management Show. I'm Chrissy Denalian along with my wonderful, fabulous co-host, Dina Cimarelli. We're live here in the studio every Tuesday from 4 to 5 p.m. So before we left, we were talking with Jack Bentz and Congressman David Cicilline about Lots of things. There was a lot, a of, lot, topics. A really lot topics. of topics. A lot of topics. A
2: whole lot of things.
1: So I think what we're going to do is we're going to talk about the upcoming IRAM events and then okay. the leftover time instead of me and Chrissy just talking about ourselves. We'll let okay. you Although ask that's Congressman. A very, that's a very you know? And I actually liked how, how respectful Congressman was at the break. He said, do you need to talk about anything about property management? <laughs> <laughs> nope. No. It's okay. It's the Jack show today. It. So we're good. <laughs> All right. So first up, we have... Um, Let's see. The Northeast, Northeast Re- regional yeah. networking event on Thursday, June twenty first at Morton Steakhouse in the Seaport District in Boston. This is a great event. We're going to have uh, IREM chapters from Rhode Island, Connecticut, Mass from New Hampshire. Um, I was actually talking to um, Kelly Hannon today from Iram Boston. We were chatting on the phone and she said this event is awesome. It's her favorite one. There's so many people that attend it. So if you are listening and you're new to Iram and you want to know what it's about, you want to meet some people. Let's say you you have a business in Massachusetts. You also have a license. You can work in Rhode Island. This is a great time to go and meet uh, people from
0: all different chapters. And so this isn't just for industry partners. It's also no, for all members, yes. property managers, anything like that. So any, anybody that's involved in, in property management. Yep,
1: and you can go online still and register. And everything that we're, we're talking about right now, you can go to iromri.org, click under Upcoming Events, and you can register online.
0: Yes, and then our next big event would be the golf tournament, which is one of my favorite events as long as it's as long as it's warm out because last year was not fun. But uh, yeah, a but rain. rain It was a nor'easter in June Sunday. It was, like Sundays it was weather. ridiculous. That's what it was like. It was freezing out. But this year it's going to be held at Pataka Country Club. Once again, all of the nice uh, proceeds will benefit the Women's Resource Center. And uh, we actually had Gregory Thompson from the Women's Resource Center on talking a little bit about... Uh, what they need and what, what we're kind of striving for yes. uh, with all of the proceeds. Uh, so the day includes 18 holds of golf, your golf cart, continental breakfast, lunch at the turn, a steak dinner, a giant raffle, giant cigar rolling, which is Jack's oh. favorite part. Oh, God.
2: Yes. I can't wait. <laughs> the
0: <laughs> longest dying to get there. <laughs> the longest drive <laughs> contest for male and female. Which Rent Path is sponsoring? Closest to the pin contest, male and female, poker showdown, and a putting contest, which I think. CERN is sponsoring. Actually. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, so that's that, cool. That's but cool. you're golfing, you're not working. I will not y- be working, but a couple of my. Uh, my you will not be warding, will. working the putting contest. I will. Are not. you golfing? I am. Oh, nice. I oh. don't know if we want to call it that, but be we'll pretend. Mm, no, okay. i played last year too jack did you? yeah What'd we you won the mixed match we won, won for a of mix. course what, it what was concern yeah. why wouldn't say? they please we they won. take was over it, everything it's
2: a or scramble or it so scramble oh well <laughs> we <laughs> used well.
0: mainly all of fred's shots but it's fine it's okay they used a few of mine maybe a handful so that's fine i mean that's <laughs> great and then we have one of your favorites Oh, the clam bake! Yes, this is one
1: of my favorites. Wednesday, June twenty seventh, uh, during the day from oh. one thirty to four thirty at Bonnet Shores. Once again, we are hoping that it, um, it is redeemed this year from yeah. last year.
2: They forgot the lobsters. So, at, a, at, a, at, a lobster. at
1: the lo yeah. So Congressman, <laughs> last year we have our annual clam bake at Bonnet Shores. Okay. They didn't order the lobsters. No. So yeah. you have your steamers, your corn, your potatoes. Just imagine a
2: lobster. I yeah, forgot the lobster. And, <laughs> and then, they, the lobster. then they, they rushed, rushed to,
1: and, you know, rushed. It's like to a four
0: wheeler that ran oh down the God, beach. Oh my God, it was crazy. It was like a quad. <laughs> it was crazy. Yeah.
1: They came back and they did their best to cook them. I've never encountered raw lobster, but I did that day. Uh, it was but brutal. but it was what I, you can only imagine though that this year they have to be on their A-game. So this is probably going to be maybe, the best maybe, year you know to go. What? Yeah, maybe we true. should this is what invite the
2: congressman and maybe they get it right this time. I you would hope have a so. lot of events. Oh, oh we, yeah. Do. Yeah, we yeah, do. We,
1: yeah, we absolutely do. We're like it's you. No. We've wow, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> got a lot going on. Uh, so this is fun. Wednesday, June yeah. 27th. You can still register online. And there um, are
0: there is limited seating with this. So I think it's only 100, 100 as a capacity. Seats, yeah. <laughs> and uh, Karen had sent out an email earlier this week saying that it was basically like, you need to register if you want to go.
1: Yeah, because it does sell out. And we know this firsthand because I did buy the 100th ticket and Chrissy tried, was, to, buy tried to buy it at 101 and Karen was it. like, sorry, we can't fit you. And I, was like, uh, mm. I was like, oh, oh so but I, I was 100. Well. <laughs> oh, anyway. So take that ARM of the year. Yes. All right, so I
0: think that's pretty much it yeah, for wait, the big, the events. big ones that are coming up. Yes, I have minutes? one
3: announcement. What's that? Um, oh, tonight, yes, tonight that's at tonight. Uh, the Smithfield Senior Center, yes. speaking I'm of we holding a community conversation inviting constituents to yeah, come. That's in my territory. Yes, it right. is yes. from six thirty to eight. So please come and hear a little center. about what oh, the Senior Center.
2: Of, oh, the Senior Center
3: okay. on William J Hawkins Trail.
2: Okay, that's right off of 116.
3: Yeah, so, yes, so uh, everyone is invited is. and love it's to have you hot come. Hot dogs and... and, and uh, beans no, there's and no food. It's just lots of good dogs. conversation. <laughs> it's a community
2: conversation. I want, <laughs> I want a hot dog. <laughs> I want a hot dog. <laughs> a hot dog. Anyway, can we go back to We our, have five we have, minutes. Uh, five How minutes, about that? We're, we're talking about uh, the Catwell Hatch Bill. That is a very impo- <laughs> From my perspective and the housing industry's perspective, it is very important. It is a complicated bill in many respects... Uh, it's been out there for about three years now, maybe more uh, it 's been uh, torn apart, beaten up, uh, and I think that hopefully in this next session of Congress, maybe not this time mm-hmm. around, but when we after the election, uh, something positive can come about that the entire, entire uh bill is passed, not just uh, you did pass in a tax bill, increase the allocation. Uh, in the omnibus. To, in the omnibus by, bill. 12 yeah, point me.
3: Five, by 12.5 percent right.
2: over the next four years. Over the next four years. That's, okay. that's like almost peanuts. Yeah. All right. I'm, and as we discussed, uh, I don't know whether it was on the air when we just went off or whether uh, uh, we were going to get back into it after we come back from break, but uh, Massachusetts allocated last year a billion seven, the year before a billion five for one way, shape, or form affordable housing. I think out of that bill, uh, there was about $400 million in affordable housing construction. Mm-hmm. And the rest of the bill was from other types of uh, rehab, uh, new construction, uh, 811 funding, and all those kind of other types of affordable housing. In Rhode Island, we passed, in the last four years, I believe four years, we passed uh, $100 million, $50 in million one this last go around. And $50 million prior to that. $10 million of that was to go to uh, rehabilitation of housing. $40 million was to go to new uh, new construction. That, Congressman, is like uh, chump change compared to what our sister states are doing, even in Connecticut. So, And uh, we look at we needed, we projected we needed uh, 30,000 houses, uh, right, uh Places to live, either mm-hmm. apartments or houses, in the next ten years. That's three thousand per year. We're dealing with probably a thousand, maybe, and that's both in single-family and multifamily rehabs and total housing aspect. I went to a conference in uh, with the mayor, Mayor Loza, mm-hmm. and he had on the agenda at the convention center thousand uh, eighteen units to be built in province over the course of the next year or two. You know how many units were affordable? Fifty-four. That is not even close.
3: And you know where we're seeing a particular urgency is in senior housing. Mm-hmm. Yes. We haven't built senior right. housing in yep. a very long time. Absolutely. You haven't,
2: but you're y- you're redoing some of your senior housing because mm-hmm. that's my business. Yeah, I know. All right. So that's I mean, a softball to you, Jack. Um, uh, Thank you.
3: <laughs> I accept it. Yeah. That,
2: you know, we have done very well in rehabbing. What we have, but we haven't. No, built we need more. We any, need to uh, produce more housing. We no need senior housing. There is, that I know of, nothing been built in the last five years. Yep, that's ten right. years. That's right. All right. Uh, Congressman St. Germain was instrumental in in getting Rhode Island on oh, the, was the map. Was that
3: St. Germain Manor last night? Saint named Germain. after him <laughs> for a veterans event.
2: <laughs> there you go. But I mean, f- we haven't built right. any yeah. senior housing. No, and the
3: thing is, we we were fighting hard to increase the investment at the federal level. But you're right. The state also has a responsibility to increase its investment. Those bonds, as you say, compared to many other states, are very modest. So this is something that the state, federal, and local level all have to be working on.
2: I mean, we have to do it jointly. I mean, it, it's something yep. that obviously the state's budget is going to be probably okay this year because the economy is walking along pretty good. Right. But if we go in another downturn, we're really in the dumper. Yep. So we're not <clears> going to <throat> get anything built in the next four to five years because right. it takes that long. Just to put together the plans, the specs, and everything mm-hmm. else you need, and if you don't do something about it today, all right, you're not going to be in any kind of shape to uh, have something built that's going to be affordable. Yeah. Besides, there's not. Oh, by the way, there's no more Section Eight. There's no more Section Eight funding, all right, relative to new construction. There, there's no such thing. All you have is the, is the Section Forty Two, which is a tax break, all right, for for industry, all right. and and other people, yeah. we'll say. Excuse me. Uh, <laughs> I just n- give you the finger? Dinner is, dinner is one, oh, one. One minute. minute. <laughs> one minute. <laughs> no, no, but I think, well. you,
3: you know, you, you, when you think about, you know, how do you grow the state and how do you grow the economy and what is a critical component for thriving neighborhoods, It's it's affordable housing. People need places to live. We are very behind in terms of the production of affordable housing and the production of housing at all. And I think we have to figure out how we devote the resources at the federal, the state, and the local level to produce, to dramatically increase the production of housing. Well, That's I have to go right,
2: right, right. after yeah. this We've yep. got to work we gotta wrap it up. We thank you again. very much. Yeah. Thank you, for, uh, yes. thank you. Thank so much for, for coming in. For coming. We really appreciate thank it. Thank you, Jack. That's one way
1: to end the season. And Chrissy, yes. if people
0: want to listen to this podcast or others, how could they find us? If you're interested in anything that we know went over today from designations to becoming an industry partner, give Karen a call at 401-479-7734. If you've missed any part of the program, you can subscribe to us on iTunes by searching for IRM today. Or you can listen to the podcast on our website at iRAMRI.org. That'll do it for today. That's it. Well, Chrissy, this is our last Thank show of the season. Enjoy, enjoy yes. the summer. You too. All
1: right. Thank you, Jack. Thank you once again, Thank Congressman. You again. Thank, you. Thank you. Good night. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.
0: This episode of IRAM Today is brought to you by Complete Payroll Solutions, your local resource for HR, benefits, payroll, and compliance solutions. Call 866 658 8800 or visit them online at completepayrollsolutions.com.